why fructose is bad. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about fructose. Now, fructose is something that a lot of people have heard about, and uh, you may have heard some, you know, maybe positive things like in fruits, and maybe some negative things as well. But we are going to talk about why we need to be concerned about fructose. You know, if you've ever had kids and you have a tendency to tell them over and over something, you know, uh, smoking is bad, you know, that uh, who they hang around with will influence, you know, what their behavior is, what their outcome will be. And your kids look at you like, Mom, Dad, you keep telling me the same thing over and over and over. You know, why do you do that? Why do you sit and take the time to tell someone over and over something that you probably know that they know, but you know the outcome could be so bad that, you know, you just can't help yourself. You can't help yourself from, you know, going over and over that, you know, who you hang around with, you know, what kind of trouble are you going to get in? What kind of future are you going to have? So you know the importance of reiterating that same thing over and over and over. And if you've listened to our podcast, you've probably heard about insulin resistance. You've probably heard about sugar. You've probably heard about fructose. And you're probably thinking, oh my goodness, another podcast about this. Now, why why do I keep reiterating this? Because I see this each and every day in the clinic, on my online coaching business, I see this over and over that the root of a lot of chronic problems that we have is because of sugar consumption. And what we're going to find out today when we talk about sugar, there's differences between glucose and fructose. Now, both of them have their place probably, fructose probably not so much. Glucose does. Uh, We need that to function on. Even though we can use ketones for energy, we need some uh, sugar. And we're going to get that in our diets, even from vegetables and things like that. But what we're going to talk about and focus on today is why is fructose so bad? And if you've ever heard uh, us talk about metabolic syndrome, uh, metabolic syndrome is a collection of symptoms such as diabetes, increased waist circumference, Increased triglycerides, low good cholesterol or HDL, and high blood pressure. And having metabolic syndrome, having three out of five of these is very detrimental to your long-term health. That's why we talk about this a lot. And fructose is, is the driver for a lot of the insulin resistance, which leads to metabolic syndrome. That's why we talk about it, and that's why we really want to get this message out. 
maybe you've heard us before I talk about this, but maybe something today will say something that maybe clicks a little bit better with you, a better understanding, and you understand how important it is to get these things out of your diet so that you can live a longer, healthier life. So sugar, when we increase our sugar production, you know, one of the things that it does is it decreases your leptin signal. Now, leptin is made in your fat cells. It tells your brain that you're full. So if you have decreased signaling, your brain says, I'm not full. It It doesn't respond to that signal. And that's because you're eating too much sugar. So you stay hungry and you eat more. Well, what happens when you eat more? You, you produce more insulin. What happens when you produce more insulin? You have more fat storage. And especially if it's in a fructose, uh, uh, if it's containing fructose, then you develop fatty liver, uh, which leads to metabolic syndrome. So that's why, you know, it's important that we get these things out of our diet because they do have a lot of downstream effects hormonally uh, within your neurological system. And some of the symptoms that you're having, if you're always hungry, it's, it may be because you're having too much sugar. Now, the foods that we have, man, it, it's amazing how much sh- added sugar. Um, I read an article that probably 70 to 80 percent of our foods have added sugar. Uh, things like, you know, spaghetti sauce, salad dressings. The ones that you really want to be careful on is things that are labeled low fat because, you know, fat gives you a good taste. If you've been on a ketogenic diet, you understand that when you're eating more fat, you taste better. Well, what do you think happens to that food when you take that fat out? It probably doesn't taste very well. So how can they market that food to you so that you will buy it? So, it, you know, because it tastes good. One of the things that they'll do is they'll add sugar to it. Now, it may not say not sugar on your label, But there are many different names for sugar. And you can look that up. Go do a Google search on how many uh, different names are there for sugar. And there's probably over 100 or so at least of uh, chemicals that are sugar derived that they've added to certain foods that, you know, you may read the label, not know what it is, but it may be sugar that's added to that. Now, if you look at What the average uh, recommendation is for sugar for kids, it's about 12 grams of sugar per day. Uh, For women, it's 25, 26 grams of sugar per day. For men, it's 36, 38 grams of sugar per day. Now, if you take a can of cola, you know, it has uh, roughly around 40 grams of sugar in 12 ounces. Orange juice has probably 20. I looked this up for a lady today, actually, in the clinic. And uh, a Reese cup has 11 grams of sugar in it. One Pop-Tart has, what was it, 15 grams of sugar in one Pop-Tart. Usually a sur- you have two Pop-Tarts, but a serving is one Pop-Tart. It has about 15 grams of sugar. So if you eat two Pop-Tarts in the morning and you have a glass of Joins juice and then you drink a cola midway through the day, you know, you're already up to, what, 40, 70 Uh, 80 grams of sugar already to begin your day, and it's not even lunch. And you're only supposed to have, depending on if you're male or female, 25 to 35 or so grams of sugar per day. Now, take that for kids. You know, they're supposed to have 12 grams of sugar. 12, all right? One Pop-Tart has 15 grams of sugar. 
And then they're getting the sugar throughout the day as well. So you can see how much sugar is in our diet. If you're not tracking on something called uh, something like MyFitnessPal and you're not knowing how many grams of sugar you're taking in today, you will probably be surprised how much you're taking in. I've had people taking in two to 300 grams of sugar per day. You know, on MyFitnessPal, when I'm checking mine, a lot of times I'll average 10 to 12 grams of sugar per day. And a lot of that is just in the food that you eat. Uh, that are good for you. So, you know, that has sugar in it as well, but obviously not as much. So it's important that we take a look and see how much we're taking in. That way we know where to start. We can start identifying some of the things that have the hidden sugars in it. Now, a little bit of difference between glucose and fructose, or let me back up a minute. Uh, Like your table sugar, sucrose, it has 50% glucose, 50% fructose. So when you're eating um, a table sugar, it has about half and half. High fructose corn syrup has 55% fructose, uh, 45% glucose. But we'll go 50-50. makes it easy to, to understand. And we're just getting Bob Hart figures anyway. So when you're eating something that has glucose in it, um, can that be part of your sugar? But if it's just glucose, we're going to talk about that right now. Uh, every cell in your body can consume it. It can be used for energy. What happens is it's absorbed. It goes through something called your portal vein to your liver. And uh, it can be uh, stored as glycogen. But it also can be used other cells in your body. So the rest of it goes out into your blood. And that's what we can measure in our blood is your glucose. And it can be used by uh, other cells in your body if the uh, stores of uh, glucose in your liver, which is called glycogen, is sufficient, then it goes to the rest of your body. The difference with that versus fructose is fructose is absorbed the same way, goes to the portal vein, goes to the liver, but then it stops there. It does not, It is not used or metabolized by anywhere else in your body except in your liver. So if you have excess amount of fructose, what happens is it gets stored as fat. Now, that's where we get fatty liver. Alcohol is metabolized the same way. So the, the, the metabolize of fructose and the metabolism of alcohol basically goes through the same pathway. So what happens is this stored fat is the initial driver, the initial signal to develop what we talked about before, which is insulin resistance, which leads to metabolic syndrome. So that you can see excess amount of fructose is going to be detrimental to your health because it leads to the insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and fatty liver. So when we are uh, looking at fructose, all right, if you go back and you look at, you know, toxins, you know, a toxin, a, um, a definition of toxin is uh, the degree to which a substance can cause damage to an organ. Now, that can be acutely or it can be chronically. It's like if you, dr- if you smoke one cigarette, you are not going to have a big toxic load from, su- from uh, smoking just one cigarette. But if you smoke 10,000 cigarettes over your lifetime, that can cause damage to an organ. So when we look at fructose, it's the same way. Uh, Repeated uh, use of fructose over and over and over can lead 
uh, to it being a toxin, which causes damage to your liver. And that's what we're kind of concerned about with this. Um, with the glucose, um, again, it gets stored as glycogen in your liver, uh, and that's your glucose stores. And if you listen to our previous podcast, we talked about exercise. And one of the things that, that helps with uh, depleting this and getting to fat burning is when you're deplete, when you do some kind of high intensity training, you'll deplete the glycogen, especially if you do your exercise fasting, and you get rid of that, and then it needs to turn to the energy source of burning fat. And that's where we get the keto, uh, ketogenic diet. Now, one question that I've always had is, you know, if you look at previous uh, societies in the past, you know, I always thought, uh, and I've been asked this question before, is, you know, how can previous societies that ate a lot of carbs not develop metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance? So fructose, besides being in fruit, is pretty new to our society. You know, a thousand years ago, they didn't have fructose. Two thousand years ago, when Jesus was here, they didn't have fructose. Uh, so when they ate carbs, it didn't lead to this directly to this pathway of insulin resistance. We just dealt with glucose, and if you remember, excess glucose can be used by other cells in your body. But now we have so much fructose in our diets that when we have excess to that, it leads to the insulin resistance. So if you think about uh, in previous primitive type societies, the reason they didn't have insulin resistance and a lot of diabetes and a lot of the health problems that we have, not just diabetes, but health problems overall, is because they didn't have fructose. And again, fructose, I believe, is, is the driver for the insulin resistance. So it's not really, you know, excess sugar can be bad. Don't get me wrong on that. But I think fructose is underlying problem that causes a lot of the symptoms that we have. So when we are, when we have uh, the liver and it metabolizes the uh, fructose, um, when the glycogen stores are full, the fructose is changed to fat like we talked about. And that is something that's called de novo lipogenesis. That means the making of new fat. And that is that this fatty development is the reason because we have is the reason we develop insulin resistance which again leads to metabolic syndrome and a whole host of medical problems uh let's see when we look at this as well when we're eating uh sugar so if you think about it you got you got sugar that's causing problems immediately especially if you have too much sugar uh, you know, it's leading to much sugar in your blood. It gets stored in these cells, which, you know, leads to insulin resistance in that way. But it also hurts us long term because in the long term, we develop fatty liver insulin resistance. So fructose is a toxin. And um, because it's metabolized just in your liver, um, it can't go anywhere else. It has to stay there. Uh, it develops more fat cells. And when that gets broken down, that's why we have a lot of high triglycerides with people who have diabetes is because the triglycerides are um, from the fat cells in your liver. So one thing that's very interesting, I read a study, is, okay, we have fatty liver. What can we do about it? You know, we have kids as young as 10 years old who has fatty liver. Used to, in the past... Uh, we, someone had fatty liver, they were an alcoholic. You know, 40, 50 years ago, 
people, well, pre-1970s, if people had fatty liver, they were more than likely an alcoholic. Now, we got kids as young as 10 years old who have fatty liver. And that's that's going to set them up for a whole host of medical problems later on. So you may not you may be thinking there and, you know, maybe for yourself, you know, you still say, well, I still like that kind of food. I still want to have pop in there in the refrigerator. I want to eat uh, these um, foods that have, you know, sugar in them, like the spaghetti sauce, the ranch and dressings and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, if you're not going to do it for yourself, think about your kids, you know, think about the things that they're eating now. They're getting used to this sugar taste. And if they develop that taste now, they're going to want to have that taste later on. You know, they may be 10 or 15 years old, maybe five years old. And if they develop that taste, just think how hard it is for you to make that change. But imagine them doing this for 20 years and then trying to make the change. It's really, really hard. Um, it, it gets to the point where, you know, where sugar is addictive. And it's hard to get that off, to get off sugar because, um, it's uh, it's addicted to our body, just like any other substance like cocaine or tobacco or nicotine and things like that. Now, there was a study that I read. Again, I'm going to have to look up these studies. I'll try to cite that. But uh, there's a study that showed in, um, that had kids, and they were around 10 uh, years old or so, that, sh- that decreased the added sugars in 10 days. In 10 days, they decreased uh, and lessened down to zero added sugar into their diet. And they found uh, blood pressures went down 4.3%. The LDL or bad cholesterol went down 12.5%. Fasting triglycerides went down 46%. Fasting insulin went down 53%. And these kids were, again, I think they were from like 10 to 15 years old. So, you know, just doing 10 days of not adding sugar to their diet, look how much it improved. Now, imagine doing that for years and years and years, how much more healthy they're going to be. If you look at our health care costs, and there's a there's big debates as far as health care costs. There's, you know, the amount of money it, it takes to uh, run the health care system here in the United States. A lot, a lot of money. You're talking trillions of dollars. Just think how much that if if we just changed what we ate, if we got rid of the underlying problem of uh, glucose and fructose, that if we didn't have the insulin resistance leading to a lot of metabolic uh, syndrome uh, disorders that led to a lot of chronic disease. Think about how much that uh, our healthcare could change. Think about what we could do with that money so that we could uh, do other things, other projects, and make everybody's life better on that instead of trying to treat the problem. You know, if we uh, went ahead of the curve and and started uh, thinking about, okay, how can we prevent these things instead of focusing on how we can uh, treat these things, then we're going to be so much better off. We're going to feel better. We're going to have more energy. Uh, we're not going to be spending as much in healthcare costs. You know, a lot of things that we can't do now as a, as a government, you know, there's a lot of things that we could do. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not just your health. It's, it's financial. It leads to every part of your life. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, things like life insurance. You know, uh, if you improve these numbers with uh, your health, 
you know, your life insurance will go down. So it'll save you money and you're going to feel so much better. So I just implore you, first thing you need to do, the very first thing you need to do is start tracking your foods. You know, be honest with yourself. You know, you got a cell phone, start on my fitness pal, start tracking your foods. How many sugars are you taking in per day? Start looking at that. Remember, if you're a female, it's around 25, males around 36 grams of sugar. That's how much the maximum you should have. Start looking at the amount of sugar that you're taking in. Is it whole foods? You know, if it's not whole foods, you know, get rid of it. Just go to whole foods. Um, and then, you know, with us, we do a lot of the ketogenic diet. And with the ketogenic diet, you know, it includes a lot of these whole foods. It's not processed foods. We don't really like doing the keto snacks and things like that. We want to have things that are healthy and things that God made that's not made in the factory. So if you do these type of things, you're going to feel so much better and you're going to have uh, better health. You're going to save money and you're going to live probably Chances are longer. Again, God only knows how long you're going to live, or uh, I live. But if, in the years that you do, you're going to be more healthy. You're going to feel like doing things. So just encourage you, you know, take a look at yourself. See where you're at. See what changes you can make for your health. See what kind of example you can be to your kids, to your grandkids, to the people around you. And uh, start getting to the point where you you're, you are able to make these changes, make them stick. You know, listen to our podcast about exercise. Add that on there. Make sure you're sleeping well. And, and guys, you're going to feel so much better. Anyway, hopefully that's helped a little bit, explain a little bit between the fr- a difference between glucose and fructose and why fructose is bad for us and why we need to stay uh, away from that. Anyway, going to our catechisms. Uh, today we are going to talk about what is meant by transgression. And the answer is doing what God uh, forbids. So when we are trans, trans, transgressing against what God wants us to do, uh, it's against things that he forbids. You know, it's just like uh, some of the things that, that our kids do. You know, they transgress against some of the rules that we have. And what happens? You know, usually there's some uh, form of punishment. There's some form of consequence to that. Sometimes we give him grace, and that's what God does to us sometimes. Sometimes he has mercy on us. Uh, but sometimes we, you know, we have to face the consequences of our sin. But no matter what, it, uh, but no matter what sin that we have, we have somebody at the right hand of the Father and Jesus Christ who died, rose again, and he is an intercessor for us. So what we need to do is commit whatever commit to uh, and um, um, whatever transgression that we had uh, to him um, and then be able to confess it, ask for forgiveness. And uh, we have somebody there who can forgive us. He knows our heart, and uh, we want to go uh, be in a place where we can please Him in all that we do by following what He wants us to do because He knows what's best for us, even if we think differently. He knows what's best because He made us. But anyway, um, hopefully this has helped a little bit. If you still have questions about fructose and sugar and glucose, please let me know. But uh, we enjoy doing this. Reach out to us. 
If you have uh, difficulties in starting and knowing which direction to go, please reach out. Uh, we do have a coaching program, and we would love to have you on here uh, in our in our program. The other thing I forgot to mention is we're writing a book right now on functional medicine, which will have a lot of the things that we talk about here. Uh, so if you're interested in that, drop us a line. You, we can always re- pre-order that, and we can make sure that you get a copy of it. But remember, be fit and be faithful, and we'll see you guys next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.